If I were a, a non-Christian or, or anyone uh, and came into church today and heard this gospel for the first time in my life, I'd probably be angry. I'd probably say, God, that's wrong. You can't be like that. How come this person who worked one hour, whatever, would receive the same $100 that I worked for nine hours? It just isn't right. And yet I heard with my own ears that I would get the usual daily wage, let's say as $100, and that's what I got. But there's something in this story that hits you in the guts. Why does that guy that only worked one hour get the same as me? I should get more then. But that's not what we agreed upon. Yeah, but it's just not right. I think we feel that, most people. Because um, I think we're, we're prone to thinking that justice is, that, it, that everything is fair. And, and I don't think life is very fair, nor is it very just. There's a lot of unfairness, a lot of, lot of it. And I think there's another piece to this that as people, maybe more so in this country, I don't know, but as people, I think we like punishment. I think we love punishment. We love when somebody does something wrong that they have to pay for it. We love it. And as a result, no wonder we look at God the same way. You know, the language of the Bible is a little difficult because um, when it outright says God says he was going to be angry with us and show his wrath against us, and you just have to either believe it or not believe it, but here's the key, I think, to how to understand that. This is what we sang multiple times. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. Now, does that mean if I don't call upon him, he's not near? I don't think so. But if I call upon him, I'm aware of his nearness. I'm aware of his nearness. So I'm doubly blessed. He's already there for me. But if I'm aware of it, then I get to appreciate that and, and call out upon him and feel his closeness. And I think that when the scriptures speak about the wrath of God, I think, my opinion, that what the writers have done in their reflecting and, and um, opening their minds and hearts to God and then portraying him in the written scriptures that men and women wrote, that they're reflecting God as they see God. Of course he's going to punish us if we sin. He told us to do these commandments, and therefore, and, and when they wrote the scriptures, they wrote the words that they believed Jesus, that God would say. I mean, if you stop and think that every time that somebody says they had a conversation with God that God appeared to them, this is the only way you could write the story, especially in ancient times. Everything got very personalized and very visual. But today, Jesus tells this parable, and it's extraordinary, at least in two ways. First of all, just the fact that he is describing God, because this is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the master of the household is, is, is being uh, paralleled to God. This is how God would act. And the scriptures are saying that God loves us no matter what. And he loves us all the same. 
and He gives to us all the time. How we are aware of it or not is up to us, and that's where we get, I think, the double blessing. But really, I'm not asking anybody to raise their hand. Do we really believe this? Do we really believe that God loves us even when we sin? If we turn away from Him? If we were to curse God? If we stayed angry at God for a day or a month or a year because someone close to us died? Do we really think that God says, okay, I'm not going to love you as much now because you weren't as good as you should have been? The whole point of being good isn't to please God. Goodness is for goodness sake. So, someone comes up to you at the store, the bank, or wherever, and says something vile to you, insults you, or is rude, or walks right in front of you, bumps you, and doesn't even say, excuse me. And you have that immediate sensation inside that you're bothered by that. That's wrong. They should say, excuse me. They should be punished. That's not right. And you have the choice in that moment to give it back to them double. You know, if, if you're driving down the street and, and somebody raises their hand and, and then what, that inevitable awful finger, uh, that we give it back double. We could do that. Or we can just forget it, forgive them. Say, God bless you. Now, where do we get the blessing? For many people, it's in doubling down. Give it back twice. But I think when we choose goodness, that's the blessing. We're blessed by our own goodness. And I think when we do that, I think, we feel that peace. When we choose goodness over something bad, uh, that's the reward. You feel it. And I think that's what Jesus is saying. But he says something else today. It, it really is related to that. He says, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So these first that got the job in the morning, I suppose they would have been thrilled. Oh, good, good, we got some work today. We're going to make 100 bucks. Did you hear him? He's going to give us the usual daily wage. So we're going to make 100 bucks today. And they must have entered into this happy. They worked hard. They sweat all day. Um, they, they did their job. But, but they got blessing. And so you think they would just be happy for that blessing. But they weren't. Because when the persons that only worked, say, an hour, it doesn't say exactly, got the same wage. And Jesus tells the story so beautifully. You think, you know, the people that got hired first, you pay them first. But he, had, he said, let them be paid last. And so the suggestion would be that Jesus knows exactly where this is going. He sees what's going to happen to them. Because the first who should have been thrilled at their job, and maybe they started that way, they ended up very unhappy because they thought they should have gotten more than these who only worked an hour. And so the first ended up last. Not just being paid last, but they ended up in last place as people. They ended up angry and disgruntled, upset. And then Jesus gives that punchline that is so incredible. Aren't I free to do what I want with my money? Are you, are you envious, jealous, because I'm generous? How embarrassing. But they were, of course. These scriptures, like all scriptures, 
are written about events or stories, parables of 2,000 years ago and longer, but they're really meant for us to be experienced right now, right here in the heart. And when we hear these scriptures, we got to jump into them. We got we to gotta take the place of the first who end up last. We got to take the place of the last who end up first. We got to take the place of the master who challenges them to see that generosity is a gift. They should be grateful. Just simply be grateful. And when we can experience all of those, and even the words of the master, because especially those of you who are parents, how do you teach this to your children? How do you teach people how to be grateful? Boy, that, that's an absolute essential for parents to teach their children. Because what if they go through life always feeling like those last? It's not fair. My sister got more. Why did you do that for them? You love them more. You don't help me enough. What? Really? Is that a place to end up? And I see the smiles out there, children. I see them. I see the recognition. How do you teach to be different? How do you teach to be grateful? One of my favorite mystics, I'm not a great mystic fan, but I happen to be a fan of this mystic Meister Eckhart, a fellow German, and I've told you this many times, but it's my favorite line of all the lines that I've read of his, and he's written many things. And he said, if the only thing you say to God today is, thank you, that's enough. And I think he's right. Gratitude is the attitude. And when we have it, we're doubly blessed, at least doubly blessed. You know, we came through this pandemic three years ago, and, and uh, I've never in all my life seen anything like this. I, I never remember a time in my life where churches weren't open for weeks. There was no mass held publicly for weeks and uh, months. I never, never experienced that in my 73 years of life. And so I, I doubt that it will happen again. I hope it won't. But boy, I, I've always said, at least since I was 50 and entered the second half of life, I always go to bed and say, thank you, God, for a whole day. I got a whole day out of this day because I don't have a right to it. I don't have a right to it. I don't have a right to be alive tomorrow night. But if I am, I'm grateful. And every morning when I get up, I say, thank you, God, for the beginning of this day, and I hope I get the whole day. I'm blessed if I get the whole day. Thank you. But I'll tell you, at the pandemic, I was a lot more grateful, a lot more grateful, because we saw, what, over a million um, people in our own country die? Incredible. So today, uh, this is a plea, I think, from Jesus. We, we, when we take that last place and choose it, when somebody insults us and we don't insult back, we've chosen the last place. And he says, really, what you just experienced is becoming first. In your act of kindness, when you could have chosen ugliness, you let it go, you gave goodness back, and you were doubly blessed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>